and welcome back what is going on guys welcome back to another wild wednesday interesting facts with chase hope you guys enjoyed that episode on sunday man it was action packed definitely the climax here at harry potter and the half blood prince that we're on and you know we're going to be closing out on sunday for that chapter of the sixth year of our our golden trio here and then we're going to be moving on to the big juggernaut that everyone's waited for for a year and a half literally a year and a half before we even did our big arc on game of thrones or westworld um deathly hallows uh which is the big juggernaut beast uh the big goliath we will be taking on which that will be we'll have 10 episodes i'm pretty sure for that including the differences uh once again guys so uh we're gonna have um, this episode of Interesting Facts next week after we do the last episode of Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy, which is going to be closing out Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the books, there will be another Interesting Facts episode. But then the week after that, we will be having our Differences episode, so don't forget there won't be an Interesting Facts after the Differences because the whole idea behind the Interesting Facts, you know, it's the bonus extra material content you get during the week uh, kind of gives you a mind a break but also gives you that extra in-depth uh, detail look kind of from all the characters point of views and further into each character's situation and all the subject material that goes into the novels so uh, there won't be an interesting facts episode for after the differences episode that we'll do to uh, not this coming Sunday but next Sunday but, um, man, it was an awesome episode Sunday. You got to see Albus, uh, you know, conjure up Firestorm uh, with that big lasso uh, of fire. Um, really one of the biggest fire spells. And, of course, you got to see Harry. Really, he tried to defend himself in that cave. But you really see he's now starting to understand, you know, Horcruxes are not something to be messed with. Uh, and, you know, in the biggest part of Sunday, uh, that was the climax, was when they went back to that astronomy tower, Severus Snape. We learned is not the best guy and did blast Dumbledore off the astronomy tower. So today, guys, uh, really, really not too much super detailed episode, uh, really fun episode, though, because what we're going to be doing is we're going to actually rank a big part of it is rank the fire spells because you know Dumbledore used uh, what was actually called firestorm that we talked about in the interesting facts a couple of weeks ago that I told you we would go back into more detail on the practitioners of firestorm and of course the most legendary one I wanted to say for you guys which was Sunday it was Albus Dumbledore is the most legendary to ever use firestorm and that was in the cave uh, with Harry so we're gonna do that for this episode also we're gonna uh, just review some spells we heard when they were in the cave and then next week we'll have an interesting facts episode reviewing a lot of the spells you heard as far as in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince and also talking a little bit about uh, the Hand of Glory which you've heard a little bit about uh, in the book so far so got some really cool stuff today by the way on Sunday it was awesome when our episode premiered I did get to go to Universal, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I got to go over to Gringotts and Hogsmeade over there 
and it was actually International Harry Potter Day. And I know like a lot of people really take Harry Potter Day as Harry's birthday on July 31st, which we do too. We think that's a big part too, which is why, you know, that's really where we're going to wind up ending our season for Vector Fantasy is right on Harry's uh, birthday for ending um, Harry Potter, our big Harry Potter arc. So that means a lot to us too. But it was cool. Like it was, you can tell a lot more people are starting to go back to theme parks now. Uh, now that COVID-19 is starting to get somewhat more back to normal with vaccines and stuff come out. I don't think it will be exactly normal per se at all anymore, but it is going back to a little bit more sense of normalcy. So that was really cool to see. And uh, if you go to uh, my Instagram page, you can follow me on my personal Instagram. I posted some on official ridiculous Patronus. You can follow us on Instagram there. Uh, I even posted the video where I was talking about when we covered Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I actually went into the telephone booth and typed in uh, the numbers for the word magic, and you can hear the message from the ministry if you listen close. So you have to turn the volume up a lot, but if you listen close, you'll see it on there. Also, I'll publish that on the website as well. So uh, working on getting that website back up to speed there. Um, you know, we've been giving you guys a lot of content, but it'll be back up to speed pretty soon. Um, so you'll be able to witness that clip on there. Otherwise, until then, just go to my Instagram page. Uh, also, I posted uh, pretty cool on TikTok, trying to get on there a little bit. Of course, we have official Ridiculous Patronus on TikTok, but my personal one is uh, ChaseBrown013. You can follow that. Uh, that's where you'll see a lot of, like I did a comic book haul drop that I posted on our Facebook and Instagram page. Some pretty cool stuff on there. Uh, like Spider-Man, first appearance of Silk, or you'll see a lot of Tyler Kirkham variants that are virgin variants, so the artwork's really cool. They got like Venom, or I put Noctera. Like, uh, there's this really cool uh, virgin variant cover that's been um, not just sketched out, but it's like her with this halo thing on, which is how they see monsters. So check all that cool stuff out. Uh, I know a lot of people commented on that just because they like to see the cool artwork, and I put some cool dubstep stuff on there and i'm a big skrillex fan i haven't heard skrillex in a while so <laughs> cool stuff there but yeah let's go ahead and dive into it today guys so starting out i'm just gonna go ahead and read you the section because it's all these spells we're gonna kind of run through first before we rank the fire spells so uh this is when harry is actually in the cave with dumbledore it says at the very top this is gonna be on well let's go ahead and start on page 573 at the bottom so on 573 at the bottom if you follow along no harry shouted who had stood to refill the goblet again instead he dropped the cup into the basin flung himself down beside dumbledore and heaved him over onto his back dumbledore's glasses were askew his mouth agape his eyes closed no said harry shaking dumbledore no you're not dead you said it wasn't poison wake up wake up renovate he cried, his wand pointing at Dumbledore's chest. There was a flash of red light, but nothing happened. Renovate, sir, please. Dumbledore's eyes flickered. Harry's heart leapt. Sir, are you... Water. Cro water. Croaked Dumbledore. Water. Panted Harry. Yes. He leapt to his feet and seized the goblet he had dropped in the basin. He barely registered the golden locket lying curled beneath it. Aquamenti! He shouted, jabbing the goblet with his wand. The goblet filled with clear water. Harry dropped to his knees beside Dumbledore, raised his head and brought the glass to his lips, but it was empty. Dumbledore groaned and began to pant. But I had some... Wait! Aquaminty! 
said Harry again, pointing his wand to the goblet. Once more for a second, clear water gleamed within it. But as he approached Dumbledore's mouth, the water vanished again. Sir, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, said Harry desperately. But he did not think that Dumbledore could hear him. He had rolled onto his side and was drawing great rattling breaths that sounded agonizing. Aquaminty! 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 The goblet filled and emptied once more, and now Dumbledore's breathing was fading. His brain whirling in panic, Harry knew instinctively the only way left to get water because Voldemort had planned it so. He flung himself over to the edge of the rock and plunged the goblet into the lake, bringing up the full to the brim of icy water that did not vanish. Sir, here! Harry yelled, and lunging forward, he tipped the water clumsily over Dumbledore's face. It was the best he could do, for the icy feeling on his arm, not holding the cup, was not lingering chill of water. A slimy white hand had gripped his wrist, and the creature to whom it belonged was pulling him slowly backward across the rock. The surface of the lake was no longer mirror smooth. It was churning, and everywhere Harry looked, white heads and hands were emerging from the dark water. Men and women and children were sunken. Sightless eyes were moving toward the rock, an army of the dead rising from the black water. Petrificus Totalis! yelled Harry, struggling to cling to the smooth, soaked surface of the island as he pointed his wand at the Amphirius that had his arm. It released him. Falling backward into the water with a splash, he scrambled to his feet, but many more Inferi were already climbing on the rock, their bony hands clawing at its slippery surface, their blank, frosted eyes upon him, trailing waterlogged rags, sunken faces leering. Petrificus Totalis! Harry bellowed again, backing away as he swiped his wand through the air. Six or seven of them crumpled, but more were coming down, coming toward him. Impedimenta! Incarceris! But those climbing onto the rock behind them merely stopped over on the fallen bodies. Still slashing at the air with his wand, Harry yelled, Sectum Sempra! Sectum Sempra! But through gashes appeared in their sodden rags and their icy skin, they had no blood to spill. They walked on, unfeeling. Their shrunken hands outstretched toward him, and as he backed away still farther, his felt arms enclosed him from behind, thin fleshless arms, cold as death, and his feet left the ground as they lifted him and began to carry him, slowly and surely, back to the water, and he knew there would be no release. He would be drowned, and become more, one dead guardian of a fragment of Voldemort's shattered soul. But then... Through the darkness, fire erupted, crimson and gold, a ring of fire that surrounded to the rock so that the Inferi holding Harry so tightly stumbled and faltered. They did not dare pass through the flames to get to the water. They dropped Harry. He hit the ground, slipped on the rock, and fell, grazing his arms but scrambled back up, raising his wand and staring around. Dumbledore was on his feet again, pale as any of the surrounding Inferi but taller than any two the fire dancing in his eyes. His wand was raised like a torch and from its tip emanated the flames like a vast lasso encircling them all with warmth. The Inferi bumped into each other attempting blindly to escape the fire in which they were enclosed. Dumbledore scooped the locket from the bottom of the stone basin and stowed it inside his robes. Wordlessly, he gestured to Harry to come to his side. Distracted by the flames, the Inferi seemed unaware that their quarry was leaving as Dumbledore led Harry back to the boat the ring of fire moving with them, around them, the bewildered Inferi accompanying them to the water's edge where they slip gratefully back into their dark waters. And that was from Sunday's episode. 
Um, and that was over on page 573 at the bottom. And then that was running just a few pages after that. Um, if you want to hear more of that, you can actually, I put a preview for that. That was the preview part of it was for Sunday's episode on our Instagram page or our Facebook at Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy on Facebook. Also, you can go to my Instagram, RBROW129, or Official Ridiculous Patronus. Uh, both those clips are on there um, for an abridged version of that. But if you want to read that, go to those pages in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Also, you can listen to our episode on Sunday and the full thing is there. But the reason we went through that is because of the spells that were mentioned. So renovate, that was when Harry was trying to bring Dumbledore back because he thought, you know, Dumbledore was dying. And remember, he came back and he wanted water. So that's where the Inferi came into place because they couldn't get the water. Um, so renovate, what that is, is that's actually the reviving spell. So it would awaken whoever the caster's wand uh, was pointed at. It served as a counter charm to the stunning spell. And so the spell would have a bright red light. It was ineffective against the drink of despair. So that's actually one thing that is specifically mentioned. It has never worked against the drink of despair. Um, no other potion has been discovered that it would not work against but there could be more, you never know. Uh, known practitioners of this are actually Amos Diggory. Um, he actually used it to revive Winky after the ministry employees stunned her during the Quidditch World Cup riots in the Goblet of Fire. So we have mentioned this before. Remember when everything was on fire and then Winky had Harry's wand? Uh, so all that, he used it. And then, of course, uh, Albus Dumbledore has used it himself before. He used it to revive Victor Crumb, and this was also in Goblet of Fire, after he was stunned by Bartimus Crouch Jr. And uh, remember, that's when they were out in that maze area. Uh, so you can go back and listen to those episodes and hear those there. And then, of course, Harry Potter, he attempted to do it to revive Dumbledore after drinking the uh, drink of despair. So the review of the spells we heard. So Aquamenti. What that is, is that's the water-making spell. So he was trying to put water. In the film, it was that shell thing. In actually the book, it's an actual goblet that Dumbledore conjured that we talked about on Sunday. So he was actually trying to put more water in the goblet uh, so that way Dumbledore could drink it and get his energy back. Impedimenta. So impedimenta, you've heard multiple times. It's the impediment jinx. What it's known for is it stopped or slowed targets in their tracks. When you said incarcerous, remember uh, the most famous place we've heard this is Dolores Umbridge. Um, also impediment, you've heard that a lot probably from the Order of the Phoenix because a lot of the DA uh, used to use it sometimes. But incarcerous, remember that's what Umbridge used when she trapped uh, the centaurs. Uh, with that and it what that does is that binds victims with ropes and then sectum simpra so that's my personal favorite one not the most cleanest one but that lashes victims uh, like a sword and that's from half blood prince remember harry uh, used that actually on malfoy just not the episode on sunday we heard but harry potter and the half blood prince part four where you heard that there so the rankings of fire spells this is going to take us into our main uh, main point today. Um, so the rankings of fire spells, and we're going to do our top six because one, I feel like you have to put in here, even though it's not necessarily really necessary, 
but I feel like you have to have it because it is like the basis of fire. Like you can't leave that out. Um, so Incendio is ranked six for me, but basically we've talked about that before on Interesting Facts and we mentioned it multiple times in the Harry Potter novels. Um, but it conjured just a jet of flames. So remember, we've seen Hagrid use this like in Sorcerer's Stone when he set the campsite on fire. Um, you know, known practitioners of this is Hagrid, Hermione, Harry, basically anyone that used a normal fire spell. But what it did was it just conjured a jet of flames that was used to set things alight. So it would just start regular fire. So Incendio, that's ranked last always will be even if there are other fire spells because wizards and witches can make their own spells uh that will always be really ranked last because it's just making a normal fire spell is all it is bluebell flames uh that's ranked number five uh for me so it's also known as cold fire but remember hermione granger used this in sorcerer's stone um, the biggest place she used it in my opinion was with the devil's snare when they were going through um, the different uh, trying to get to the Sorcerer's Stone, but also she did use this during the Quidditch match on Snape's robes that set it on fire. So it's also known as Cold Fire. It created magical blue flames and unique properties. It was bright blue flames that were actually known to be waterproof. Uh, the flames could be penetrated when touched um, without burning the beholder, but it's known basically just for singeing clothing plants and it's a big weakness of devil snare gubrathian fire i rank number four so what that is is albus dumbledore is the one that's most known for this because he gave hagrid a burning flame of everlasting fire so it's not used to be an offensive weapon or even a defensive weapon it's mainly used to be productive um, but what's so special about it is it's fire that's everlasting that doesn't run out um, so it says the flames burn for all eternity with special enchantments. It's actually said that the fire will burn after the caster dies. Um, it's also known as everlasting fire, like I said, but it's very advanced pieces of magic and very few are capable to do it. Um, Albus Numeldor is the most known uh, practitioner and he gave Hagrid a tree branch with the Gabrathian fire to give to the giants because he was trying to make peace with them. Um, Gabrathian actually, where it gets its name from, I know we've talked about that, like Gabrathian, and we've talked about different names, etymology before, but um, Gabrathian, what that means in Scottish is to praise, which is Gubraith, and Braithian. So the Thean basically means forever. So that's where they get that from. So the Gabrathian, so Gabrathian Scottish means like to praise, and then the Braith part, so the Gub part in Scottish means to praise and then braith means forever so that's where they kind of get that etymology from um, fiend fire so we talked about this before remember this is what voldemort used in the ministry against dumbledore was he conjured that big uh serpent that came down on dumbledore that was in the flames um, but it's a curse that produced enchanted flames of immense size and heat it was capable of destroying nearly anything in its path uh, it seeked out, even seeked out living targets, almost like missiles. Uh, it took forms of beasts, serpents, dragons, and chimeras, and also birds. It was known as advanced dark magic. Uh, it's one of the few known substances capable of even destroying horcruxes, which we'll learn about that later. 
Um, it can't be extinguished by just regular water. Um, it is actually known to be very difficult to control. So that's um, what was so surprising when Voldemort made that serpent descend on Dumbledore. Almost in the movie, I think they played it out a little bit well. You know, this wasn't one of my favorite movies, but when he was like laughing, he was like, ha, 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 ha. Well, it's almost because if you think about it, it was, Voldemort was almost laughing because it was so, so rare to be able to even control it um, that it was almost, he was happy he was able to, like he almost like he thought he had that battle in the bag. Um, but it was known to be very difficult to control the caster would actually would flick a wand and a stream of flame would come straight from the tip of the wand along with behind that a jet of fire and it would shoot off to take the form of an animal and the fire would appear roaring with a billowing noise and it only gave opposers split seconds to escape it's described and it would try to consume not just uh, not just the opposer that it was being casted at, but everything in its path, even including the caster, which is why it's so hard to control. Um, known practitioners, of course, we saw Voldemort do this against Dumbledore when he conjured the snake in the, de- in the Battle of the Department of Mysteries. Uh, Vincent Crabb, uh, Amicus Caro, and um, Marula Snide, which we've talked about both of them before. Firestorm, so rank number two. So that was number three, this is number two. This is the one Dumbledore conjured. This is why it's so powerful. Uh, Literally second most powerful fire spell in all of the Harry Potter Wizarding World universe. The incantation's actually unknown for it. Um, What it would do is it would produce a large ring of fire around the caster's wand, which I know we talked about it before, but just so you can get a little review of it. When the caster moves, the ring of flame will also move with them in the same direction, swirling around them like a lasso. The caster can also shoot jets and balls of fire at individual targets while the fire is still being produced. This would have been really cool to actually see in the book if it was really described, like if Dumbledore didn't do it. Um, I'm sure maybe it just didn't go into a lot of detail, but if he actually shot the fireballs at the Inferi as they were attacking around, as he whipped the lasso as they were trying to escape. That would have been cool to see. But they can shoot the fire balls at the individual targets of opponents while the fire is still being produced. The spell, Partis Temporis, will actually create the gap in the flames to allow safe passage through. Um, And this is why this one's even more advanced. So this is known as extremely advanced magic but it's even more advanced and why I would rank it higher because the caster can actually control the spell. Um, the one before, uh, you know, fiend fire, you can't control that because it's so spread out, which makes it not as good in my opinion, not as high ranked. Um, the known practitioner, there's only one known practitioner for this and that is of course Albus Dumbledore. He did this in the cave against the Inferi. Um, number one, so I know you were thinking, I really didn't know anything could get higher than that. It's one you're overlooking, I guarantee it. So number one is actually Protega Diabolica. And we've talked about this before so many times, but people always overlook it. So where this happened, uh, the known practitioner for this is Gellert Grindelwald, which 
Dumbledore's still the best, in my opinion. We'll talk about his little conflict with Gellert Grindelwald uh, when we get into Deathly Hallows here coming up. But um, Gellert Grindelwald, he conjured Protego Diabolica in the Lestrange Mausoleum when he put that ring of fire around in a circle and his dedicated followers had to walk through the flames and if they weren't a dedicated follower they would burn up um but basically what it actually is just a review of this so it's a ring of protective black fire so in the film they showed it more as blue it's actually supposed to be even more powerful than that it's supposed to be straight black fire Sometimes has a little bit of blue flames, but it's really straight black fire because it's so hot. It only burns Caster's enemies while leaving allies unharmed. So, Gellert Grindelwald, all those people that walked through that hesitated, he had already planned on burning them because it only burns the Caster's enemies and he already considered them enemies and it will leave allies unharmed and will not burn them. So, whoever he considered an ally never got burned it was all just a play um it's powerful dark charm you would completely incarcerate take a shot completely remember that back in, back in the day <laughs> so entirely um uh, entirely incarcerate enemies uh when it came into contact with them and of course the known practitioner for that uh the one that's known for that is gellert grindelwald um and you can see that in fantastic beast crimes against grindelwald uh, so just a little bit before we close out here. So Reducto that you heard uh, in our chapters, of course. Um, so that you've seen in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is actually on page 594 where this is mentioned on Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. But it blasted solid objects into pieces. Um, and this is on page 594. So on page 594 here. Then what's that mean? Yelled the Death Eater, suddenly violent. Always the same, weren't you, Dumby? Talking and doing nothing and nothing. I don't even know why the Dark Lord's bothering to kill you. Come on, Draco, do it. And this is when they're at the astronomy tower. But at that moment, they were renewed. Sounds of scuffling from below, and a voice shouted, They blocked the stairs! Reducto! Reducto! Harry's heart leapt. So these four had not eliminated all opposition, but merely broken through the fight to the top tower? and by the sound of it, created a barrier behind them. Now, Draco, quickly, said the brutal-faced man angrily. Uh, so Reducto, uh, what that does is it just blasts solid objects into pieces. But Harry actually taught this to the DA, has a lot of practitioners. So Severus Snape is a practitioner. Harry himself, of course. Hermione Granger, Pavardi Patil, Ginny Weasley, Ron Weasley, Luna Lovegood, and Neville Longbottom are all known for using this. So guys, that was just our interesting facts for this week. That covered chapters 25 through 27 for our interesting facts this week, um, which of course is the big climax of the book there of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, and then we'll be closing it out on Sunday. Once again, guys, thanks so much for all you do for us. We love the reviews. We see all the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, definitely leave us a review on apple podcast like us on youtube cast a spell on that subscribe button <laughs> you know that's my favorite phrase on there follow us uh on instagram you can follow us at me at rbrow129 you can follow josh on his personal account you can follow us at official ridiculous patronus on instagram 
You can follow us at Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy on Facebook. Um, you can follow us on TikTok now at Official Ridiculous Patronus. You can follow me on TikTok at Chase Brown 13 It's not much on there yet, but got some comic drops and hauls that I've done getting into that. Um, but yeah, once again, thanks again for everything, guys. It really means a lot. You know, y'all been followers for this long. Uh, and the numbers keep going up, which is fantastic news. But we're really looking forward to Sunday. And it's going to be great closing out this book. And the ride is just absolutely incredible. And Deathly Hallows is really going to be, it's going to be excellent. And it's its really going to be a beast of its own. So uh, prepare for that. We got one more episode. And then one more episode of Interesting Facts. Then we'll have a week break from interesting facts because there's not one after the differences episode that we do between the novel and film. And we will have an interesting facts episode, our first one after Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. That, guys, thanks again for all you do for us. This has been another episode of Interesting Facts with Chase. I am your host, Chase, from Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy, a ridiculous production. Signing off. (laughs) 